This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. That's 99 years of helping men, women, and children get off the street, help them with fleeing domestic violence, help them with mental illness, help them with addiction, and really see a life transformation where they have new lives, new identities, new futures. Well, good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I'm excited to be here today. I've been here over 30 years, and it's been a joy and an honor to be a part of this tremendous ministry of helping men, women, and children in Miami, Dade County, and in Broward County, all of South Florida. Uh, we have thousands and thousands of men, women, and children that have graduated our programs and gone on to better and bigger things. And from time to time, I am super blessed. I will run into an old graduate. Just a few weeks ago, I was outside of a large um, grocery store. I won't give a plug to that grocery store, but I was outside of a large grocery store. And I was con- coming to my car. I saw a man leaning up against his car on the phone. And he looked at me, he goes, hey, aren't you Reverend Brummett? And I said, what? He goes, hey, I'm Steve. And then he started telling me his whole story of how he came into the mission 10 years ago. I had been on the streets for four or five years, was an alcoholic. I had just destroyed his his uh, life. And now he was a computer specialist, an IT specialist. He had a new family and was doing very, very good. You know, that just kind of like perks you up, especially when you have a hard, hard week or a hard, hard day. And then you see some of the fruits of your labor And it's not my labor alone. I am so uh, grateful, I said before, to be here. But we have a tremendous, tremendous compassionate staff uh, in Miami and Broward County that are just super. They love people. They want to see people help people change. They help people be accountable. They challenge people. They encourage people. But that's our staff. And then we have our wonderful volunteers. Uh, What a crunch we've had last year because of covid uh, in previous years, we've had eight, 9,000 people come out of all different ages and backgrounds and skill sets and come out and help us in so many different ways. But last year, that had to be slowed up and actually stopped for, for many, many, many months. We are just now with the vaccinations and the opening of the cities and opening up of businesses. We're starting to slowly and cautiously and healthily uh, let volunteers come in to do certain things, make sure things are still uh, sanitized and state of social distancing. But uh, people love to come in to serve. And, and what a joy that is to see people take time out of their day, out of their life. The most precious commodity we have is our time and come out to one of our centers and maybe slice up some meat or some beans, uh, do some painting, do some landscaping. And so we do love our volunteers. And then we're able to do what we are able to do because of our donors, and we are so blessed. We have donors that have been with us, some of them with us 40 years, longer than I've been here. And uh, from time to time, we'll get a little note from them. We'll make a phone call. We'll say, wow, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your compassion. And we always need new donors, of course, 
Uh, you can go to our website at caringplace.org slash hope. That's caringplace.org slash hope. It's only $2.10 to provide a meal and much more. But we love our donors, and we want our donors to know that they are making a difference. And so those, those are really the tripod of what we do, our staff, our volunteers, and our donors. And, of course, we have our faith community that's out there that's praying for us and praying for one another. Uh, if there's any a time in, uh, in our American history, and the history of the world even, that we need to be on our knees and praying uh, for peace, praying for health, praying for just people to forgive one another, and praying that we can regain uh, where we were just a few years ago and, and put this COVID and the pandemic and all the economy problems behind us and just be able to love and enjoy our family without having fear-mongering every day on the radio and on the news. And, and praise the Lord, that has stopped a lot. You know, that, and people are still dying from the virus. Uh, we can't play that low. People are still getting sick and dying. But praise the Lord, it seems that we're coming out of the tunnel and that our economy and our businesses are starting to reopen up and people are starting to uh, feel better about being out and being with one another without being so scared that they're going to uh, get a virus and die. So again, I am so grateful for what we do. There is so many ways that you can help us. I mentioned you can volunteer. Uh, we love our volunteers. You can donate online at caringplace.org slash hope. But we also have some great things coming up in June. You know, we just had... And I got to give a shout out again to special people that helped us have Mother's Day. What a wonderful weekend. It wasn't just a Mother's Day. It was a weekend of activities for the moms. Uh, just a tremendous time of loving on them, uh, just making them feel super special. You know, these are moms with their kids that are basically, they have left a very violent um, um, environment, a domestic violence where they've been abused and hurt. And now they're trying to regain their life. So they have kids with them. They got to work on their own mental attitude and what they're trying to go through in life. And here it is, Mother's Day. So we say, you know, we're going to just love on them even more special. And they had complete makeovers and photography and their hair done and um, presents were given to them. And it just went on all weekend. And so we want them to know that the community, that first of all, God loves them and that we love them and the community loves them. So I got to give a shout out for all those people that made it such a special day for our moms. And now we're looking for June. Uh, once a year, uh, this is a little crazy. Uh, we were hampered last year to do this, but this year we're going to have our bombastic birthday bash. That's June 2nd. And this is for all the men and women in our programs and our centers, over 600 of them in our uh, um, Broward campus and our Miami campus. We pick one day during the year where we're going to have a bombastic birthday party for them. And that means we'll have the balloons, the music, the singing, the gifts, everything for them. Even if their birthday's not on June 2nd, we want to recognize their birthday. Uh, we normally do that during the course of the year, but this is, this is on steroids. We're going to pump it up. Uh, last year, like I said, we're a little curtailed because of the virus. This year, we can get a little closer, not much, but we're going to still have a great time. And you can go to caringplace.org slash birthday. That's caringplace.org slash birthday to help out. Uh, again, they're going to get gifts. We're trying to get new clothing and purchase some items for them and just have a day where they can feel special. And then right following that on June 17th is Father's Day. Now, many of the dads that come to us, they've, they've pretty much uh, burnt their bridges with their families and their kids oftentimes. But we can see them working on that relationship 
trying to rebuild trust with their family, trying to regain that and, and reestablish a relationship with their children. It doesn't always work. Sometimes the damage is so severe, but many times it, it does work. And, and dads are reunited with their kids. They're better people. You know, they're going to be better dads. They're going to be better providers, uh, better caregivers, uh, just better all around uh, for their children. And uh, their kids need their dad. And so we want to honor them on Father's Day. They're going to have a very special movie night in our centers. And a way you can get involved there is to go to our website or go directly to caringplace.org slash dads. That's caringplace.org slash dads. Now, we don't want to forget our women again in, in the month of June. And so on June 26th, we have a church property. It's located at 700 Northwest 175th Street in Miami Gardens. It's got a tremendous area. It's about four and a half acre um, plot of land. We have the church on it. We use that right now for some admin things. But the, the property itself has a circular drive-through on it. So on June 26th, there's a special group of women, volunteers, called Girlfriends for Girlfriends. Uh, these are women that get together, and over the years, they are raising funds for safe and affordable housing for our women who are going to graduate our programs. And they've been able to get two or three duplexes and a triplex. We're working on some additional uh, properties. They also help them when the, the women move into their apartments or wherever they end up at with uh, you know, showers for their home, give them toasters and ovens and furnishings and so on. So on June 26th, this is something different. It's going to be food trucks are going to be on the property. Uh, you'll do it from the safety and comfort of your, your car, your vehicle. You go online and get your tickets for the food tastings, and you'll be able to go through, and depending on what you're contributing, you'll be able to taste uh, three up to six tastings from these different trucks, and they're going to be tremendously delicious and made especially for this event. To find out more, go to caringplace.org slash G4G foodie. That's G4G foodie. Uh, you'll be able to order tickets online and then come to the event on June 26th. Well, God bless you. Stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate with the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited with ha we have today with us over the phone. Jose Soto, our representative from State Farm. Good morning, Jose. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Leanne. Thank you so much for inviting me to the show. I appreciate it. Oh, your family. Listen, I'm excited. I know you have a few things to share with us, but before you even um, go on, please, please let me uh, allow me to thank you once again. You're always um, you know, you're such a great ambassador, not only for the Miami Rescue Mission, for all the other organizations in our community that, that need help, that deserve the help. So thank you so much for being a great ambassador of all good causes. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us, what is new, Jose? Oh, my gosh. It's this time of year. You know, spring is in the air. And this time of year, we like to announce, folks, uh, the special grant that's coming up. Uh, every year, we've been doing this now for 10 years in a row. This is where organizations and people can nominate an organization for a chance to win a $25,000 grant for State Farm to help whatever cause that they're doing in their community. Uh, it's going to open up on June 2nd. Uh, and uh, if they go to neighborhoodassist.com, they'll be able to see the three questions that are asked. But it's really, really simple. Any any cause out there, anything related to safety, anything related to education, anything related to improving your community, 
If there's a nonprofit in your community that you know, or even if a nonprofit is hearing this um, call right now or, or listening to this, uh, to to, my, to me speak, go ahead and nominate yourself. For you as an individual, you can nominate the organization for a chance to win a $25,000 grant. State Farm is going to be awarding 40 of these grants nationwide for a total of $1 million. And this is our 10th year that we're doing this. So, uh, again, this is a, cal- a date that you want to circle around your calendar now and start going to the website and start thinking about what what groups out there in the community and look at the examples. Like you can see now, like the past winners. I know the Miami Rice Commission last year uh, was one of the finalists because uh, uh, what we'll do is we'll take the first 2,000 applications that come in or the, the three simple questions that are asked. We'll take the first 2,000. And I remember last year the Miami Rice Commission made the top 200 because out of those 200, top 200, we'll create a special website and then we'll do an online competition for about a week in which we encourage the organizations that made the top 200 to go ahead and rally their community for votes. The top 40 vote getters by, you know, people voting for them will go ahead and then each win a $25,000 grant. That's Isn't that awesome or what? <laughs> no, that's amazing. And, and I'm sorry to, to interrupt for two seconds. That money, I mean, working for the Miami Rescue Commission and Broward Outreach Centers for the last nine years, I know what this means to any organization. I mean, this is a huge, huge blessing to any organization who will get that money, right, Jose? And, and it's free money that State Farm is giving away. Um, it's a no-brainer, right? So please, please uh, let's listen careful, carefully and, and do that because it's a win-win. Everybody wins. Yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of times you, know, you look, look at the things in the community that, you know, let's say you, you live in an area that maybe needs a new, uh, a new park that needs a new swings. Or maybe you work with an organization like a nonprofit that works, for example, with like the, the homeless, like the Miami West Commission, and, and they need help, especially now around COVID-19. You need to purchase more supplies. The money can be requested for that. It can be really for anything at all. Uh, you just need to let us know how you would spend the $25,000 through that nonprofit, how they would spend it, and what is the need, how many, how many people are they going to impact. The more, the better. And then we'll let the public decide at the end of the day the top 40 organizations that will win. Last year we had in Florida 16 organizations uh, that made the top 200, uh, the Miami Rescue, being, uh, Miami Rescue Mission being one of those organizations. And, again, the mission is welcome, again, as you know, to apply again and submit. And if you know of any organization out there to submit, go ahead and please ask them to do that. But go to the website now and take a look at the prior winners. See the kind of uh, issues that were addressed, uh, how we're helping these organizations in different ways. It may spark an idea of, yeah, let's nominate that group. Or, oh, let me contact that group and have them call. Uh, or, or apply when it opens up on June 2nd. The key thing is you need to apply on June 2nd because we'll only take the first 2,000 requests that come in. That's the important thing right there. Absolutely. And uh, follow the instructions, share it with other people, share that with your contacts. Like Jose mentioned, uh, look at the organizations that have been able to receive that uh, that blessing. I mean, we are no strangers to receiving um, funds from State Farm, and I remember that the most recent one being um, enough to sponsor 2,500 meals. That was the most recent uh, blessing that we received from you guys. And 
I want to thank you. I mean, I'm always thanking you, but I want our listeners to see the impact <laughs> of what any other organization can do for the nonprofits in our community, right? And sometimes I know, Jose, that we have spoken about this before, but if you're listening and you're thinking, well, I can only sponsor 20 meals or I can only sponsor 50 meals, you know, maybe maybe you're not able to sponsor all the 2,500 meals uh, like State Farm did very recently. But how about 20 meals, right? I mean, it's a no-brainer. And 20 mm. meals is only $40. Or maybe you want to do five meals. Whatever is in your heart. I always say if you are blessed and you want to bless someone else by providing a nutritious and hot meal, this is the way to do it, right? Right. And if you work for an employer, like you say, a major corporation, ask them if they have a matching gift program. So let's say all you can afford is $25 or $30 or 20 whatever it may be. Ask your company. Your company may be able to match that donation 100% or a percentage, whatever it may be. That that right there is going to help also the mission, too. Um, you know, I know the mission is always looking for volunteers, too, right? So that's something else. If you cannot afford to give any money at all, then maybe your time is very valuable for the mission also. And I know with COVID-19, there may be some limited opportunities, but still there's always a need for folks out there to help out. So always consider that, too. Always. And we are getting uh, more and more volunteers in our centers. I mean, obviously, with all the pre- you know precautions, with all the safety in mind, uh, cleaning. I mean, we, we always clean, but now we're cleaning more than ever, right? Because we have to be very careful. Um, so we are taking all that into account because we want our volunteers. We want our volunteers to join uh, what we're doing. And um, we're just happy to have this community behind us. And and we're happy when we talk to someone like Jose and State Farm that, again, they're great supporters of ours, but they also help so many others in the community. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Now, other than that, I know that um, you have in your website, are you still doing the volunteer opportunities also in the neighbor, in the Good Neighbor uh, page or no, no, not because of the pandemic? We still have the Neighborhood of Good page and organizations can post opportunities, but we're asking for organizations to try to post virtual opportunities whenever possible. So, so yes, it's called the Neighborhood of Good page. So if you're not sure where to volunteer, you can go to neighborhoodofgood.com and you can see locations in your area, uh, organizations that may need some help. Maybe they have a special fundraiser or an event coming up, they may need assistance. Check with that. Or if you know a nonprofit that wants to go ahead and post their opportunities there for free, they can do that through the Neighborhood of Good site. Um, so, so yes, we're still doing that. Wonderful, because that not only tells you about the Miami Rescue Mission, but that tells you about other organizations, right? We're all about supporting each other in the community and working together to, you know, to better the lives of our homeless, in this case for us, right? Residents uh, that live in our centers that used to be homeless, people that are living in, on, on the sidewalk and that are homeless and that need help, Jose, you are a huge part of everything that we do. Stay Farm, we love you. Guys, for all your insurance needs, I always say it, uh, not only because I'm a customer, but because I would, I love to do business with companies that are helping others in our community. Thank you for joining us today, Jose. We love you. We thank you. And we can't wait until next time. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. Excited. We have on the phone with us today, Rene Labrada. He is the founder of the Strong Tower for Humanity. Rene, welcome. Thank you for joining us. 
Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Ah, thank you. And thank you again for the great donation of food items that you collected with your volunteers and you dropped off at our centers. What a huge blessing. Thank you. Thank you for everything that I know you're doing. Um, we, we really appreciate you. Tell me about the Strong Tower for Humanity. So Strong Tower for Humanity, um, you know, we are an organization that is aimed to assist the uh, the less fortunate individuals here in Miami. And uh, we were trying to do it in more than just one way of just, you know, materialistic things like, you know, like clothes and food and, and hygiene items. We really want to build that community for them where they can get better, um, not just, you know, uh, physically and, and, you know, with getting off the street, but mentally. Um, and, and if they're open to it, even spiritually, you know, we are trying to do outreach and build a community amongst the local churches here in Miami. Um, we are trying to build, you know, bridge that gap between the community and the church and the community and other organizations. There's so many people that want to help that have told me personally that they would love to help, but they just never knew how. And uh, now that I've created this, uh, this opportunity for them, you know, they've told me that they're very open to, you know, to volunteer, to assist in any way that they can. So it's, I'm trying to create that, those opportunities for people who have the heart that's filled with love and compassion to help the less fortunate. Absolutely. And, and let me tell you, everyone that has a home to go back to, a family, a food on the table, um, I'm, I'm so much about giving back to our community. It doesn't matter what, what is important to you. As long as you're helping someone else that is less fortunate, like Renee is saying, this is my calling to all of our listeners to, to, you know, to start getting active and to help others in our community. It is so important. And thank you, Renee, for, for starting this initiative and uh, for doing already an event to benefit already uh, the homeless and hungry in our community. Now, how did you encourage the people that helped you uh, with the collection of foods that, that you dropped off to us? Well, I've been very blessed uh, to have a, a supportive uh, mother. Uh, you know, she's the, the secretary for Strong Tire for Humanity. So she's been with me, assisting me and, and as much as she can. She herself is a pastor. So she, you know, she's been surrounded by, you know, God's love and grace uh, for a very long time. For the last uh, 20 years, she's been She's been, you know, uh, serving God in, in any way that she can. So with this, you know, she was more than ready to to help me out, to spearhead it as this is a faith-based organization, ready to represent God in all we do. I've also been very blessed with um, friends who have been very supportive as well. And they were there, you know, from the get-go. Some, you know, are, are believers and some not. And I believe that regardless of your beliefs, if you have that heart that filled with love to help people, you're more than welcome aboard for this mission. I love it. And everyone, every single one of us, we have something that we can give. Okay. Now, Renee, for those that are listening that cannot wait to hear more or learn more about what you're doing, how can they find you? Uh, they can find us on Instagram, uh, Strong Tower for Humanity. That's exactly how, if you guys search it on the search bar, that's exactly how it'll come out. Um, you guys can also visit our website, strongtowerforhumanity.com. And there you can contact us through our contact link. You can donate and you can keep up with our most, with our upcoming and most recent events. Absolutely. And if you want to help, you know, join him. It's, it's amazing to, to find a place, to find an organization, to find a group. Uh, I know with the pandemic, we have many challenges, but you know what? There's so many other ways of helping. Sometimes mm -hmm. you don't have to be present. Uh, if it's a collection of food, it's as easy as going through your pantry and looking at items that you're not going to use, but they're not expired yet. And you want to give them back to our community, you know, think outside the box now that we have uh, of course. challenges. Renee, thank you so much. You heard it here, the Strong Tower 
for Humanity. We love you. We thank you. And we cannot wait to meet you in person soon. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. Well, you know, I always am very partial to this part of the program where we get to interview someone who's actually going through life change or really has come to that point in their life where they feel like that God has really done something miraculous in their life. And I have with me today, Alfred. And first of all, before I say anything else, I'm going to say welcome to the program, Alfred. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, Alfred, um, let's just uh, tell everybody what did lead you to the mission. How did you get here? And just tell us from your side, your point of view. Well, I mean, you know, it's a long story, but pretty much, you know, uh, I'm going to start off in my addiction. And because my addiction was really, you know, overwhelming to me. You know, I mean, I didn't start off on the street. You know, I had a good upbringing. And I've had good jobs and I've had people in my life and good family. But at the point of in my early 20s, I had a void in my life. I felt empty. And when I got involved in drugs, which was uh, recreational just for fun, it it uh it opened up a door of excitement that I wasn't having. And it filled a void that I had in my life. And it got worse and worse. You know, it turned into a beast, an animal, you know, and uh, that was my addiction. And it drove me to the street. And in order not to, in my mind, hurt other people that I cared about, I, I distanced myself. I pushed away, you know. So did you become like a loner? Right. You know, and that and, and then I couldn't even hold jobs because my addiction was getting stronger and stronger. So all of that led me, you know, because I didn't make the decision to say, okay, I'm going to stop. So if I continue, then I kept going down, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and I slid into a deep black hole that was so treacherous and it was so consuming. And, you know, uh, I had to face a lot of demons. So what was a, a day like out there on the streets in the middle of all that? Well, I mean, you know, when I woke up, I mean, my main objective was to get high. You now, know? how do you do that when you don't have money? Well, uh, I was at first, I well, re basically, I did whatever I had to do, just to be honest. You know, but I got tired of going into institutions and prison. And when I got tired of so going. So a little bit, of, I mean, if we're going to be truthful, a little bit yeah. of hustling, a little bit maybe panhandling, a little bit of uh, taking right. from other people that didn't belong to exactly. you. Exactly. Just all that kind of wrapped together. Wrapped together, you know, but yes. And it got to the point to where, um, I you know, I, I did a lot of time in prison over that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not proud of that. Now, know. that time in prison. There, you're not supposed to be on drugs during that time. So was was that a clean time or not? It was a clean time. It was a clean time, but I never surrendered my life to any any kind of higher power. So I was still, you know, I had reserv big time reservations, you know, and when I, you know, all along, whenever I planned to get out, I was going to go right back, you know, full force. 
So it wasn't it wasn't the catalyst at that point to say when I get out of here, things are going to be different. Right. And now a lot of people can't understand that. Well, you know, a lot of people can't understand. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, drugs is it's it's a spirit of bondage. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, it's like having handcuffs Mm -hmm. on you. And if you sometimes you won't even know. Okay, we're going to come right back with the rest of your story. I know what you're trying to say is that drugs uh, kept you longer than what you wanted to be there. And uh, it just, um, you know, it it was a demon that had a hold on you. So we'll be back in just a moment for more of Alfred's story. Please, we'll only be gone about 30 seconds. Well, I'm glad you stayed with us because we're back with Alfred. And you heard the first part of his story, how really drugs really did take him further than he wanted to go and kept him there longer than he wanted to stay. Now we're at that point. You're in prison. You're getting out. So what really led you to the mission. How did you find out about the mission? And as you said, when you were in prison, you wasn't making a decision that when I get out, I'm going to change. So how did that all bring you to the mission? Being on the street and living the street life, I knew about the Miami Rescue Mission times where I really, really, you know, I was desperate for food or for something to eat, or I really, really need to take a, a bath, you know. I would go to the Miami Rescue Mission. So, But I was never earnestly ready to submit myself to what I would probably have to do to go through. So what was the catalyst that made you change your mind or what brought you here to come into the program? I was what you would consider a hustler as far as I made money. I didn't have a problem making money. I could talk a fish off a fish truck. What I did with the money was the whole key. It got worse and worse and worse to the point to where I I really felt like I was going to die. You know, I was at the end of my rope. I was using, but I, I I was in slavery to it to the point where I didn't even like using anymore. Mm, okay. I didn't enjoy it. Wow. But it Came was something to that I point. had to do. That's really far down the road then. Yeah. yeah. So what made you come into the program? I had a hernia in my testicles and that blood was everywhere. Anytime I urinate, I urinate blood and I was really, I was in a lot of pain. And I didn't understand why I was drawn up and, and just tired. In the back of my mind, the only thing I saw was my rescue mission. So when you came in, they sent you to the clinic? I waited for three days. I laid down in front of the mission for three days. I came in on a Monday. And I laid up and I went to Jackson Hospital, got my operation. I mean, I came back strong, you know. The mission really helped me as far as that's concerned. Now, at that point, you could have said, okay, see ya. Right. But you stayed. Why? I stayed because I started listening to the word in the chapel. Mm. And, I, you know, I was around so much positivity. And I was around the word of God. And it really started sinking in. Mm. And it touched my heart. Wow. I mean, what else can someone say? That the, the word of God, you know, the word of God says it promises not to come back void. Right. So actually it was filling the void that you had. So it wasn't coming back void. That's right. That, that's pretty amazing. That's right. So now you've been at the mission. You are really part of our upper class. So uh, just give us a closing statement as to what you feel right now. Right now, I feel very uh, encouraged to do the will of God. Um, I, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I, I thank God 
when I go to bed at night, I, I give God praise. You know, my life is turned 100%. Uh, I don't have any desires to use drugs or anything like that. You know, uh, I incorporate the word of God in my life and I'll just listen to it. I have to practice it. I have to actually, you know, be a doer, you know, as long, you know, along with, you know, uh, reading the word and taking mm -hmm. it in and stuff like that. Well, you're part of the ministry because when you're in Alpha, you're not only just um, get to go to class and do all those things, but you're actually put to work in the ministry. And so you really right. feel a part of that. I know there's so much more to tell, Alfred, uh, but that's all the time we have. We'll have to interview you again and uh, get more of the story. I hope as you listen to these stories that your heart is touched and know that the power of God can change people. And uh, when you see somebody who you think there is no hope, there is hope uh, with God. And so, Alfred, thank you for having the courage to share your story. And I'm going to ask the listeners to pray for you. Uh, please pray for Alfred this week coming up. Uh, continue to work in his life. Pray for the other men, women, and children that all of our campuses in Hollywood and Miami's we touch people every day and we couldn't do it without you so thank you our listeners and our supporters for helping the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers and thank you Alfred for sharing your story thank you wow what a tremendous testimony from Alfred and you know that's what it's really all about in our centers in Miami and Broward in fact all that we do in South Florida is that we want to help people get their lives turned around we're serving thousands of people every single year Around 600 men, women, and children are in our centers at any one time. That's in our Miami-Dade and our Broward County centers. But it always comes down to that one person. And, you know, uh, if you ever tried to do something, change something in your life, maybe you, let's for example, you want to get in shape and you go to a gym. And maybe you even get a coach to help you with your exercises. Well, you have the mindset to do that. And the coach is going to teach you how to use the equipment and how to warm up and how to cool down and how to do all the different weights that they have in there and what kind of routine you need. But it's up to you as the individual to really do the workout and then to follow it up with a good diet. I mean, your nutrition is really most of, most of the battle with any weight is nutrition. It's not just working out in the gym. So you want to have both, uh, best of both worlds, but you have to do the work. People around you can only encourage you, maybe help you, teach you a few things, show you, show you your ropes, uh, help you when you get down. Uh, just push you a little little bit so you can do more than you thought you could do. And that's what it's like when people come into our centers. You know, our staff is dedicated to help people change, but they also know that they have to help uh, hold them accountable. Uh, we have volunteers that come in and serve meals and volunteer and do activities with them. And then we have our donors that come alongside of us to provide the finances to operate our, our building, to pay for our staff and pay for our vans and all that stuff. It really is a, uh, a lot of people for that one person, but that one person has to make the decision, hey, you know, I've got to work this myself. You cannot do this for me. I got myself in this predicament. I made a lot of wrong decisions. I got hooked on drugs. I did the wrong things. Uh, I went further than I ever thought I'd, I'd go, and now I have to change my life. And even when the women come into us with domestic violence, or maybe they were homeless, they have to come in. We can love on them. We can encourage them. We can share God with them. But they have to make the decision to say, you know something, I want something different in my life. And that's where it comes down to. So when you hear stories of changed lives, 
Uh, maybe in your own life, maybe you've had a habit you wanted to quit and you quit it. Or maybe this re relationship you, you wanted to restore and it was restored. And you know the joy that comes from that because you wouldn't give up. And that's what our men and women go through almost every single day. You know, most most years we have a graduation where we have a whole stage set up and hundreds of people attend. Uh, we're not going to do that. We didn't do it last year, but we will have a virtual graduation. Uh, we may even get bold enough if we wait long enough to have maybe a smaller gathering, just fr uh, friends and family to come in and have another graduation where the men, women that go through our programs and all of our centers can wear caps and gowns and be applauded for their accomplishments because it's a big deal to go from homelessness or go from abused relationship and or being not being able to take care of your kids properly to a place where now you're in your right mind uh, you, you've got your credit score done uh, you've improved your credit score you've improved some of the things that were wrong in your life so you can go out and get an apartment uh, get a job hold the job and know how to budget your money so you, so you can keep your life together so that's a big big accomplishment you know and we cannot do it <laughs> without the support of our community and people like you. You know, we have a lot of things coming up in the month of June. Uh, we have a Father's Day celebration on the 17th. We have a bombastic birthday where we have uh, take one day during the year where we're going to honor all the people in our programs, over 600, and we're going to have a, a birthday bash for them with balloons and cakes and presents and music and, and just a happy time. And then at the end of the month, our Girlfriends for Girlfriends mentoring group uh, which really provides safe and affordable housing for our women that are in our programs that are graduating and looking for housing. They're going to have a very special event called uh, the Girlfriends for Girlfriends Foodie Event. So to find out more about all these wonderful things, go to caringplace.org. Uh, click on the, the links there. Help us out. You know, for $2.10, you can provide a delicious meal and so much more. And you, you'll help us uh, encourage people to keep on going down that track so they can have a tremendous testimony. Well, God bless you. You stay safe and tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.